Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Creevy Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Harry Potter. Welcome to the show, Harry. Oh, thank you, Colin. Oh, thank you, thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm really happy and excited to be here on the show speaking with you. To begin, let's jump right into J.K. Rowling's book about you. How does it feel having a muggle write a book about your story as a wizard? Well, Colin, you know, when I first heard about her idea, I was was a little skeptical because obviously there's, there's things she can never truly understand about the world of magic given her background as a muggle. But I worked very closely with her the entire time. Uh, she really did her due diligence. She made sure that I read through and offered feedback on anything that was insensitive to my story or, or just plain inaccurate. And uh, and I feel really comfortable with, with the time and effort she put into it. So I think it's it's quite all right that she was the one that wrote my story. So talk to us about what it was like living with the Dursleys growing up. Oh, well, that's it's quite, to, it's quite a lot to unpack there, Colin. Um... Well, I mean, mainly, I mean, I know I was dropped off um, with the Dursleys when I was only a year old. And I, looking back, I mean, I think the most upsetting thing for me when I was really young was just that uh, Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia could have known that the magic world had been under rule by the evil Voldemort. And and they seemed to not care at all, knowing that uh, my mother and father were were, were in risk. And, and, you know, they just pretended like they didn't know what was happening, you know. Um, uh, and, and then... You know, living with them and being mistreated and abused as a child, obviously that was very tough on me, very traumatizing. You know, I still I still think back to those days living under the cupboard and, you know, and, and how they used to treat me. Um, in, in, in addition to that too, Colin, um, just being forced to assimilate into the culture of the Muggles, uh, I wasn't allowed to develop any of my own identity. Um, and, you know, that really made it really hard for me later down the road to really accept who I truly was once I found out about Voldemort and... Voldemort, excuse me, and, and my parents and Hogwarts and, and everything else like that, you know. Um, and, and living with them also, you know, I was dealing with losing, once I got a little older and, you know, realizing that I had lost James and Lily, my mother and father, um, you know, and seeing how they treated their own son, Dudley, uh, and, and, and on his birthday, you know, was when it really, really, really got to me when, you know, he had about a million presents um, and I was still being mistreated and abused and and Dudley was still, you know, ungrateful for everything that he had, even though I had already lost so much. And, you know, they still decided to take him to the zoo and things like that, despite everything else. I'm glad you bring up that birthday at the zoo, because that was a very interesting day for you. Can you go into a little detail about that for us? Oh, well, you know, I, I this might sound a little bit crazy to the... Uh, the, the muggle listeners now, Colin, but, um, you know, especially those that aren't quite familiar with my story. Uh, but the, uh, the first time I ever really felt a connection with anyone, um, or really anything for that matter was with, uh, the snake that was at the zoo. You know, I, I didn't quite understand that there was a magical connection there, but, you know, I felt that, you know, what is it that the muggles call it? Uh, I felt that the, the, the snake was my spirit animal. You know, because he basically had the exact same upbringing that I had, Colin. You know, we both had longed, excuse me, both belonged to, you know, a faraway world, you know. But we were essentially bred in captivity. The the, the snake at the zoo and me with the Dursleys. Um, and, you know, there's really never no better way for me to describe what it was like living with the Dursleys other than being bred in captivity. Um, you know, I, and I, I didn't really feel like I had anyone um, growing up that, 
you know could really relate to me until i met until i met this snake and um you know the snake i felt could feel my my sorrow for growing up without knowing who i true who true i truly was or, or where i truly came from uh just you know how the snake wanted to get back to his home and where he came from um you know, and, and seeing that with a snake and seeing the sorrow in the snake's eyes kind of allowed me to see how much pain was, was really inside of me. And, you know, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody because I could see how how difficult firsthand it can be to, to struggle with an, an identity or, or fi finding your home and where you belong. We will obviously have to get into your time at Hogwarts in a bit here, but tell me a little bit about your time at school in the Muggle world. Well, again, it was an extremely isolating experience. Uh, Dudley set the precedence pretty quick that I was an outsider at school, uh, and everyone at school fell in line with that right away. Uh, I, I never even had a chance to, to get to know anyone or show that I was a nice kid or, and could be a good friend. Um, that feeling of not being able to fit in for no fault of my own was extremely hard for me to deal with um, because I knew that I had a lot to offer as a friend and, and, and you know as a young child, but no one gave me the time of day just because of of Dudley letting people know that I was, you know, not to be spoken to or not to be friends with. So, you know, that was tough to me to deal with that, especially because I knew that, you know, I hadn't done anything to deserve that reputation. At what point did you start to get an idea that you may belong to some greater world than that of the Dursleys? Well, the snake episode was obviously really strange, but to be honest, uh, I could never really have believed that that was real, you know, I, even after that that happened, I kind of just thought that I had imagined it or, you know, it's what didn't play out exactly as it, it, in my head as it had in real life. But, um, you know, it was when I started getting letters addressed to me that I started thinking that there was, you know, maybe something else out there for me. I, I didn't quite know exactly what it was or, or could have known the full magnitude of the magic world that I belonged to, but it offered me a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, even if I wasn't quite sure what that light was, I knew that there was something else out there that I had belonged to that, that was bigger than just the Dursleys. And then when you were forced out of the house because of the letters? Uh, well, yes, Colin. Um, then my, my mind started really to um, go to different places then. Um, you know, how could all of these letters keep finding me no matter where we went? Uh, it, it did seem a little bit abnormal and, and completely out of the ordinary, but... You know, it's more so that it was driving Vernon and Petunia absolutely mad. So that in, that in and of itself was enough for me at that point. Um, again, I knew someone was trying to get in touch with me. And it, it seemed strange that these letters were popping up everywhere. But, you know, I, I, I hadn't looked too much into it, but I knew that something was going on. Talk to me a little bit about your first experience with Hagrid. Oh, yes, Colin. Oh, well... Uh, I love love Hagrid dearly. Let me just start by saying that. Um, so those 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 letters that kept coming to me eventually led us, um, you know, out to this little shack by the water, and that's where I met Hagrid, and and that was an unbelievably exciting experience. Um, words can't describe the feeling that came over me when I met Hagrid. It was pure joy. I wasn't really sure what being a wizard meant for me when I met Hagrid, and and he explained everything or 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 what Hogwarts would be like, but. Yeah, I saw it as a chance to start over, a fresh beginning, um, and nothing could be as bad as living with the Dursleys. Um, and having this news delivered by Hagrid, who who seemed like such a selfless, gentle giant, it was hard for me not to trust him. Um, the, the the meeting was very bittersweet, though, because it's also when I learned that my parents were killed by Voldemort, uh, who had also tried to kill me but couldn't. It's when I learned that there was where my scar came from. 
um, I learned a lot of truths that hurt that day. I couldn't quite wrap my head around the fact that, you know, someone who was as lucky as me to be a wizard would use it for evil, you know? How how could Voldemort have killed my parents when he was lucky enough to escape this, this world that I had lived in that had been so evil to me and have all of these opportunities and then use that for evil? That was that was tough for me to wrap my head around. Um but but not only that, it was it was what I had always wished for, you know? How how was it not enough for someone else? Uh I, w I was also furious at the Dursleys for hiding so much from me. They hid from me my true identity and abused me all those years. Um, you know, all of those feelings were swirling around in my head at once. And, you know, I had to associate magic with my parents' death. Um, but I also had to associate magic with a new beginning for me and a new chance for me to make a name for myself. So it, w it was a very emotional day for me. Uh, looking back, I... You know, it kind of seems like a blur because I know it was, it, it was so overwhelming in, in, in the moment. But, you know, it, for, not for nothing, it was, it was awesome when Hagrid turned Dudley into a little piggy, though. What about your first day with Hagrid? Um, well, so it's, it's when I started to learn some things about the world that I was living in now. Um, and, and really the world that I'd always been living in, um... You know, seeing the magical leaky cauldron and how people had passed by without even noticing it, it made me realize that these things had been around my whole life, but I just didn't know where to look and I didn't have the people in my life to show me where to look. Um, you know, I, I had to hit rock bottom before I got to this point. Uh, and, and like I said before, had I just known that these things existed, it might have given me some more hope and some more strength, but... Um, anyways, um, this was also, you know, upon going into Leaky Cauldron, it's also when I realized that Hagrid wasn't lying about my reputation. Um, so many people I didn't know came up to me like they had known me better than the Dursleys. It was overwhelming, but I finally felt like someone, you know? I, 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 I realized that people cared about me and appreciated me, and these people were complete strangers. And, you know, I also learned of, of my riches that day, too, at, at the, uh, the Goblin Bank, too. Well, excuse me, which, uh, I can't lie, that was pretty sweet. You also met Draco Malfoy this day, correct? Well, un unfortunately, yes, Colin. Uh, and I quickly realized that he was just another selfish, ungrateful kid that I had learned to know so well in the Muggle world. Um, he, he greatly resembled Dudley in, in this, his greedy manners, and, you know, it was also the same way I felt when I heard about Voldemort, um... How could this boy who was my age be told that he is a wizard and still be so unappreciative? Um, I, I was starting to become worried that, that Hogwarts wouldn't be so much different from school in the Muggle world, especially when I, when I learned from Draco that day that a divide existed between magic-born wizards and Muggle-born wizards. I, I felt connected to both sides, being that my parents were, were, were wizards and, and then being raised in the Muggle world by Vernon Petunia. But but either way, I wouldn't want to participate in this prejudice because I didn't choose my parents, you know? Draco Malfoy didn't choose his parents, and, and none of our future classmates were, were in a position to choose their parents, so I, I didn't understand that too well. We learn of some pretty interesting things when you go to buy your wand. Care to expound? <laughs> well, yes, that was my, my next adventure that day. Uh, I found out that my wand had a feather from a phoenix whose only other feather in a wand belonged to Voldemort. So I, I felt an incredible anxiousness rise over me. 
Uh, and I knew at this point I would have to use this thing for as much good as I possibly could. Uh, I seemed uh, inextricably linked to Voldemort's evil actions somehow, uh, predisposed to the evil that he was. Um, so it was, it was right then and there, honestly, that I made up my mind to, to be as good of a wizard as possible. When was it you made your first wizarding friends? Well, it was it was uh, after I got all my supplies and, and, you know, a few days later when we were on the platform to catch the train to Hogwarts, uh, when I met Ron and his family. You know, it was, it was also the day that I met someone who had troubles that I could relate to. Uh, Ron told me he had never felt that he could live up to the expectations of his siblings and being the youngest, he felt worthless and out of place in all of the old hand-me-downs that he had. Um, you know, and I didn't like hearing Ron upset. I just met him, but I, you know, I didn't like hearing him upset, but... I never felt so alone in the world, you know, until I met Ron, you know, and then I didn't feel so alone anymore. To know that someone else out there shared some problems with me was such a relief. Yeah, I felt better about the train ride. I felt better about going to Hogwarts. And, you know, uh, even on the train, we met uh, Draco Malfoy again in some unpleasant circumstances. And, you know, the way that Ron and I each stood up for each other and, you know, it, it made me feel right away that he was my best friend. Um we also met Hermione on the train, and although Ron wasn't overtly happy about meeting her right away, uh, I knew she was a good person right away. She uh, she didn't take any of this for granted. I could tell how some of the other students had, and, and she, she seemed like she wanted to work real hard to be successful at Hogwarts, regardless of what that meant for her that she had to do. Tell me a bit about the sorting hat. Ah, well, that was an interesting experience. Uh, you know, I, well, at that point, I learned about the, the houses at Hogwarts, and, you know, I knew that I didn't want to be in Slytherin. Uh, I became even more aware of these divides that seemed to exist in the magical world, and, and, and Slytherin seemed to be more evil than the rest of them. Um, I wanted to remain on the good side, and, and being in a house that wasn't Slytherin seemed to be how I could ensure that. And, you know, it turned out that, thank God, I, I ended up in Gryffindor. Did you feel at home once at Hogwarts? Well, you know, I, I did, yeah, um, and, and that must must have attributed a bit to me uh, having come from living with the Dursleys, uh, but it was hard for me being this person that everyone had known about. I had already received so many different reputations based on something that happened to me when I was one years old. Um, the scar on my forehead seemed to create a different thought in everyone's head. He's dangerous, he's powerful, he's a hero, and so on. Uh, I was just hairy. And I was so overwhelmed on this first day, I couldn't do much but listen to this gossip. Uh, it, it seemed to me like it was, again, back to school in the muggle world where these people thought these certain, certain things about me and, and I hadn't done anything to receive this reputation. So I, I, I did feel a little bit blast from the past, but I did feel a little more in place. Um, you know, and I eventually did try to stick up for myself when, when Snape, Professor Snape, uh, he tried to single me out in class and, you know, all that did for me was lose points for our for a house of Gryffindor, so it seemed to, to be kind of a lose-lose situation when I first arrived, to, to be completely honest with you. When did you feel like you were able to make friends and become comfortable? Well, to be honest, I think the turning point for me would have maybe been the day that I stood up for Neville during flying practice. Uh, I was infuriated when I saw Draco picking on Neville because I knew myself what it was like to be bullied after all those years living with Dudley, so... You know, I took off after Draco on my broom, and although we got caught flying when we shouldn't have been, I, I finally seemed to be rewarded for my good deeds. Um, 
not that that's what I was doing it for. I, I truly just didn't want to see anyone being bullied the same way I had my whole life. Um, but but f- from there, McGonagall introduced me to Wood as the uh, the new seeker on the Quidditch team, uh, which created a new, whole new life for me. And I, I think it also, that, that situation had a lot of respect for me from my cl- cl- fellow classmates for sticking up for Draco Malfoy. Yeah, that, w- that, was, that was a great day, Colin. You, Ron, and Hermione became really good friends. How did that happen? Well, um, we all just kind of kept sticking up for each other. It was really great. They they started to feel like family to me, um, more so like family than anything I had ever known my whole life, and I could really just trust them. Ron stood up to Malfoy for me. Hermione came with Ron and I to fight Malfoy, um, which is where we first met Fluffy, the, the three-headed monster, by the way. Uh, that was terrifying. Um, and then Ron and I went to save Hermione from the troll on Halloween. So we all we all had each other's backs and didn't expect anything in return. It was just more so us looking out for each other and looking out for our friends. Give me a little bit of detail about Snape. Okay, well, well, I, I, I felt bad about how I, uh, how I acted towards Snape, to be honest. Um, I still don't fully trust the guy, but I, I definitely thought he had it out for me, uh, like, tried to kill me, headed out for me. I, I jumped to a lot of conclusions about him that weren't necessarily based in fact, and, you know, I, I broke my own rule about prejudices on that one, that's for sure. And then what about Dumbledore? Well, my first real memory of Dumbledore comes from when he caught me staring into the mirror of Erised, uh, seeing my parents alive and with me. And and Dumbledore immediately showed his great wisdom as he explained to me that people can go crazy wishing for things that they don't have. Uh, I learned that I needed to be grateful for what I did have in my life, and I could still always love my parents and hold that love dear to me, but I couldn't drive myself crazy wishing for them to come back because it wasn't realistic. Um, Dumbledore seemed so genuine when when he explained this to me, and, you know, I could truly tell that he was going to be an ally when I, when I first met him. Okay, so we obviously can't talk about your first year without talking about the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, you know, the stone really just embodied greed. Um, and remembering how Dudley had been growing up, uh, it, it made me resent it even more, especially knowing that it was a Voldemort that was out for it. Um, no one needed to live forever and hold that kind of power. Uh, again, I thought it was Snape who wanted to have the stone for evil, but I was very wrong about that, admittedly. Um, but but regardless of that fact, um, Ron, Hermione, and myself, we knew that we had to stand up to whoever it was that was trying to gain all of this power. Um, well, we knew Voldemort was involved, but whoever else it was that was involved, we, we didn't want anyone gaining all this power. No one needed it, um, especially if they were going to try to use it to harm others. It was not an easy choice to make, but uh, we knew we had to get to that stone and, and get past Fluffy and, and do all these things before Snape, who it, it, we thought at the time was after it. And, um, you know, I, I soon found out that it was really Quirrell who was working for Voldemort and I realized that, you know, I realized the hold that Voldemort could have over people. When, when you're that powerful, people will be willing to do evil things to share some of that power with you. And that is exactly what happened with Quirrell. He got greedy and wanted in on some of Voldemort's power. And, you know, and, and that's also where I met Voldemort face-to-face as well. Um, and, and words cannot describe how angry I was to see this parasite of a man that was responsible for killing my parents, Colin. Um, that is why I grabbed Quirrell and, and allowed myself to faint with pain. 
I was willing to die trying to stop Voldemort that day. I was extremely relieved to come to and realize that Dumbledore had arrived soon enough to save me and destroy the zone because, you know, I just also soon learned that, that Dumbledore had told me that my mother was the one. Excuse me, I get a little bit a little bit emotional still talking about this part, but that my mother was willing to sacrifice her life to save me from Voldemort. So, you know, I, I knew even more so of what kind of people my parents were. They they would have risked their life for the people that they loved, and, and when they fed Voldemort, that's, that's exactly what they had to do. How did everyone at school react to that? Well, everything after that was kind of a blur, but our actions ended up winning the House Cup for Gryffindor, so I was beyond excited to see that courage of my friends and, and sense of goodwill had paid off for all of us. Um, every Everything seemed like it was worthwhile that day even if it it was a heck of an exhausting of a year well thank you for sharing harry and i hope you're now enjoying your time off of school heading off into year two should hopefully prove to be a little less eventful for you ha ha <laughs> thanks colin yeah let's hope so uh i appreciate you having me on and and i'll talk to you soon see you harry <laughs>